Welcome to an emergency planning phase syndicate episode. It's going to be weird, folks. I apologize because I don't have my full setup um, because of work. <laughs> but we decided to take our breaks today uh, to talk about new points. So if I look weird or down or not at the camera, I apologize because I have everything all screwed up differently than I normally would. <coughs> As a side note, we are streaming a Nickel City game tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern. So if you'd like to join me, um, we will be commentating and talking about hopefully Nick wins so that my game against Andrew Oler is not as important to the series. If not, I guess my game's the tiebreaker for this week. So, all right. So let's start with ship points, shall we, JJ? Yeah, absolutely. So we do have um, probably... There, there are a few factions that were just affected. It wasn't like an overall like sweep of points that uh, that some people weren't were expecting. Uh, but we definitely do have uh, some items here that were definitely touched here. First of all, we do get uh, the reveal points for the Battle of the Yavin standard pilots. Uh, Darth Vader for um, for six this pack points. coming in at six points. I mean, that is huge. I mean. You can now fit that version of Vader with Suntier Fell and still have eight points left over. But uh, on the side of that, we also have changes to the TIE Fighters. They're um, the ones that were two points Wampa, Jingoist, and Balin Ruder are now three points apiece. Uh, they get a little bit bumped in their loadout values, but now we have uh, just the generic Academy pilots and Black Squadron Aces at two points apiece with no loadout points whatsoever. Yeah, so essentially, even that TIE Swarm that they we saw a little bit um, on, I don't know, whatever day it was, whatever day we saw the, for the Galaxies with the um, Black Ties and Discipline can no longer take Discipline. So yeah. I'm going to say I feel this is probably a fair trade value. I will say it just sucks because it would be nice if those ties could take something. Um, yeah. But I understand why killing the points makes it necessary, right? Because now we don't have the same issue we had before with them being able to take discipline and be super strong. Um, yeah. So... Now <clears throat> The, uh, the interesting thing now is that they've now given the Jingoist at three points, uh, five loadout value, and a talent slot. Yeah. But uh, for those who don't know, uh, Notorious is now five points, and you cannot equip them on the Jingoist because they have to have a, an illicit already equipped on them, so that way they can actually carry Notorious. Exactly. And I think that's important, right? Like, So we, we'll get to the Notorious discussion here in a few minutes. Um, because I'm actually not super upset by the notorious one. Yeah. Um, I think the notorious one seems fine, the change, but um, at least we won't see Jingoist running around with notorious. You get double strength every turn, like that would be horrible, right? Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> that, that would be pretty bad, absolutely. Yeah. Here, and, let me and... give you a strain for shooting at me, and then um, oh, on top of that, why don't you take a second strain when I activate? Or, or even better, just take, uh, give them a deplete, so that way after you shoot at them with the strain, you <laughs> deplete them, and they can't hit you back as hard, which is oh even worse. God. So, man. 
Um, so going on that, uh, we do have the other reveal pilots for the Battle of the Avon pack. Uh, we have Aiden Versio coming in at six points into the TIE Interceptor. Now, um, in the rules reference, we already do have an errata for her. It looks like there was... Um, uh, she was released with, I guess, some incorrect wording on her ship. Uh, I'll read it here as soon as I find it here. But uh, essentially, they just clarified her ability uh, to work restrict uh, to work strictly with Thai um, friendly Thai. So it said, um, pilot ability should read before friendly Thai and range zero to one would suffer damage. You may spend two charges. <clears throat> Do you prevent one damage? Uh, so that's a clarification on her card um, that uh, that's written and released for the um, for this pack here. So um, yeah. I have a quick question because so that's coming in at six points, right? Yeah. Are you going to take that over the three point item in the tie? <clears throat> All you get is a little bit more maneuverable dire dial, and you get um, you don't get to prevent. I guess you get to prevent damage every other round. But that's still compared to when a ship would get erased off the board. I don't know. Um, hang on, I gotta actually look at her stat line because if I remember correctly, she comes with a shield as well. Ooh, um, okay. So that that for me kind of makes it worth it. You know, she's shooting one more die. Um, she has one more shield, and she while her ability isn't as powerful, um, you can trigger it multiple times. Um, and when you're trying to keep somebody alive, like especially like let's say you consider running somebody through a debris cloud to like to get away, right? Um, just guaranteeing that that ship does not suffer the critical or the hit result uh, from going over the debris cloud to get away to like keep an objective or something, that is pretty huge. That's that's a very very big uh, ability for her to negate that damage. Um, it is a bit of a corner case, but it is a potential there that, that the other item doesn't have regularly. Fair enough. Fair enough. And then it looks like all the other Sigmas come in at four points. That's probably fair um, at this yeah. current time. Um, gives you some more interceptors to play. Um, I mean, if you think about it, you can run five of them if you really want to, or you could run four yeah. of them with Aiden, or you could run three of them, which seems really bad, but um, <laughs> that seems really bad because you could run soon here. I didn't have one of them, right? 12, Shoot, two and, of them. And even worse when you factor in, they can now run these guys with natural wind rider, um, to make sure that if they die, they still get their shots off. <laughs> I mean, that's, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the, <clears throat> I, I like that it's not save a ship. It's only one damage, but to lose point. Yeah. Like any tie. So you can, you can save anybody that's by Iden. I will say if you're not a fast ship, you're not going to be by Aiden very often, but yeah, yeah, definitely. Now um, there is that potential. Exactly. Yeah. There's that potential there. Now um, the other ships that we've seen here for dark curse and, um, and backstabber uh, both coming in at four points. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think that their abilities are worth like four points or uh, are they just right? Um, which one is the I six? That's Dark Curse, right? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. That one I feel is probably worth the four points. Um, Backstabber, I'm I'm having a hard time wanting to take that ship at four points. But again, you got to think some of these. So here's kind of a little bit of the crux too, right? They the new Battle of Yarvin 
<laughs> officially released what your squad points are allowed to be right yesterday. So it, it, it because it is a higher squad point value, if we put some of these ships in at too low of a squad points, yeah. think about it. You're just going to have a, a million ships running in there. Um, yeah. And since technically speaking, and I guess we didn't think about this when we were talking about this beforehand, but if you think about it, technically speaking, they because they can price them for that, it might help inside of standard play. Because I think Dark Curse at three points in standard play is an auto-include. It's not even a question at that point. At yeah. four points, now I have to compete with how Runner, you know? Um, yeah. <clears throat> Because I'm now, still going to take Dark Curse over uh, a Jingoist every day of the week. Yeah, and and I got to say, uh, Mauler Mythil at three points. I mean, if I'm running Vader at all in this in this in my list, that's an auto include. He's an initiative five with Predator and Afterburners, and he gets to roll an additional die as long as Vader's on his side arc. I mean, that is really really good. That's a three yeah. point interceptor essentially. Yeah. So I don't know. I think. I th I don't know. I think they're. I think we will see play for them. I think that outside of that yard, the Yavin pack, it'll be a little bit less. But I don't know. Like, I I don't know. I, I don't remember what all of their standard loadout stuff is, and they don't have it in the stupid uh, sheet. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, exactly. And and that's why I'm like making reference to like the actual cards itself. So now I'm like, you know, I can make a, a better informed decision there. But yeah. Um, Will Haywood in the in chat saying, "How long before a tournament is one with only standard loadouts?" Um, I would say once the <laughs> the Coruscant pack comes out, Will, I can see that being at least a, a, a cut, a top cut list, like being in there, because they got some great ships at cheap prices, and we'll get we'll go through there. Yeah. So, um, I will tell to, you, yeah. I will tell you, I am not super excited if that's if that becomes the case because I don't want. AMG to ever get to the point where they believe they can just release standard loadout cards. I mean, it did say that in the in the new squadron packs coming out, the starter packs that they'll be strictly standard loadout, um, standardized loadout pilots only. But this for stuff that we already have. So, I mean, yay! But mm. at the same time, I'm not buying another core set, especially if it's for the same pilots that we already have. So, all right, let's move on to rebels. So Rebels, uh, we got uh, <clears throat> some of the White Wings revealed here. They're all coming in at four points, which I do think is fair. Uh, Dutch did have a uh, an errata as well in the rules reference. Um, apparently in the, in the pack, he was, um, I believe they put him in as initiative five on the cardboard. He is supposed to be initiative four. Um, and, um, and I guess it was just a misprint there. Um, from the photos that I've already seen, apparently there's a, a quite a few different um, like mistakes on the cardboard there. Just wish that AMG would uh, you know take a little bit more care in their um, you know their quality control when they're sending this stuff out. But it's minor. You can still use the old base from Dutch, and it, it's not a problem. You know. Yeah, I think pops coming in at four points is pretty good too. I, I guess it's nice to see them all at four points at this point because it'll give me an opportunity to actually play with them. Um, yeah, you can run five of them and they all have pretty pretty good abilities, I would say. They're, that'll be a solid squad. Yeah. Um. So let's address the misprint stuff just for a second and because I know there was a pretty big debate in Nickel City <laughs> today Yeah. over yeah, the misprints. <laughs> um, I... <sighs> 
I don't know. I think it, I think a lot of the, I think I agree with you that there needs to be better quality control. Yeah, I really do. Um, am I going to let it ruin my game? No. Will it make for headaches going into uh, major tournaments? Yes. yes. And I will say, you know what? Flat out, you know why? Because of the pure fact of when we did our Michigan GT, somebody ran um, a Delta 7B, right? And it shows up in the band list. But somebody had that card. But we all, we all know that it's just because it never released the new damn card. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, you had to print and play it or use um, <clears throat> infinite arenas, you know? Yeah. So now we we personally I I made the call to let it slide personally just because I you know which I probably shouldn't have done because I was playing but I wasn't playing that guy <laughs> but I let it I let it go because it's AMG just hasn't they haven't kept up with that um, yeah so what they really need to do is partner with um, like a printing company where you can order that individual thing and just pay shipping for it yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, it, it would be great if they could partner with like UPS store or like a Staples or, you know, something like that where you can just go and just order it straight up and just pick it up whenever you can. They, they're pretty available nationwide and um, and you should be able to just pick that up pretty easily there. Um, but again, I mean, they I, I assume that there's probably a lot of licensing stuff when it comes to like that kind of stuff to have the approval from like Lucasfilm uh, to like give access to third-party companies to give the permissions to make that kind of card. I know that's usually a lot of red tape in the background for that kind of stuff, but it would be great if, if that was readily available for everybody to just go in and purchase it for cheap. Yeah. And actually that might be something that I talk with Nick or somebody else about. Maybe there's a way that we can, we could partner with somebody to have some of these cards yeah. reprinted um, exactly. in a smaller batch. So, so why wings? Good. Um, I think that's good. I, I don't play a lot of rebels, but I think that'll be fun to put on the table. Um, sorry to Nick. I know Nick's not watching right now, but when Nick goes back to watch this later, sorry to Nick. They did not change your Hawks in rebels, baby. I know that was the first thing I saw. I'm like, Nope. Uh, January's is still six points. <laughs> yeah. So nobody listened. And she still has a title. Yep. Yeah. Now, thankfully Han came in at seven points instead of six. I was a little worried. They were going to give us a freaking six point rebel. Yeah. Y T thirteen hundred for a second there. Seven points seems to be a very good sweet spot for this particular Han. Um, although it, I mean that's pretty good for his ability for what he does, being able to do that coordinate um after his attack is really, really strong to uh, just like especially if you can get somebody that can double reposition. Um that'll be really, really good there. Um, but yeah, um, and then the other pilots that we see here, um, probably the biggest one for me is Garvin Drades in the X-Wing coming in at four points. Um, same thing with Jack Porkins also coming in at four points. You're able to run five T-65 X-Wings um, in a list, and they ha all have pretty good abilities there. Um, it's pretty, pretty good. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, on Luke Skywalker also coming in at six points? Do you think he still has the same power level as regular Luke? I mean, it, mm, yes, yes. I think, I think it's fine. Um, other than I don't like that it can boost in and still take the you know target lock action. It just means you have to play careful against Luke. I guess that's that's what that really means. And it, you have to be very careful because Luke being able to get coordinated um, ahead of time for a focus yeah. right and then doing a four straight boost with 
the yeah. with a target lock, uh, you know, you can cover over half the board. So if you come in at a three, I think I think a three. We'd have to play with it on TTS, but I think a three straight matching up with Luke allows him in Proton's torpedo range. Yeah, definitely. I um, and being able to have the uh, the coordinated ability um, just to to be able to get off that target lock after Han engages there and you know gets the that triggered off. Um, that's going to be huge for the Rebels. I mean, it, um, especially when you consider that the Wedge Antilles is at five points. Sure, he's an initiative five, but that's that's really big for that Wedge to be able to uh, get that that target lock when he needs to and uh, just basically take a focus. It's really good. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Um, not having the bank boost does hurt. You're right, Will. That one I agree with. But <clears throat> I think we. I think the problem with those bank. If you start giving them bank boosts. For free, you make that card have to cost more. I mean, and so like at least this way they could keep the Luke at six points. Um, again, I I don't like not being able to customize my Luke just personally, yeah. but I mean I I guess it is what it is. Proton torpedoes on a free boosting Luke seems pretty good. Um, to be perfectly honest with you, I would probably not run that Luke though. Like. I probably would run the other Luke, but Wedge on the other hand, yeah, that's that that is one I would easily Wedge for five points is a steal, I think. Oh, yeah. Even without Absolutely. being able to customize him. Yeah, and and the biggest part too about the attack speed um, upgrade for the new T65s is uh, just combining it with Leia, right? Uh, because you can still get that um, that uh, you can turn like your K turn, your 4K turn uh, with Leia into white. And after you perform the 4K, you can still do the one boost straight, which if you're trying to stay um, in proximity and let's say um, like assault at the satellite array, like making sure that you're still within that range one bubble of a, an objective point or trying to stay in that range two bubble and chance engagement, having that ability to always stay in the mix in that center uh, radius is huge, um, especially when you can combine it with Leia. Uh, I think that uh, it, it's still strong, even if they can do the bank boost. Um, there's definitely still a lot of utility for those um, for those T65s. So then we move on to Scum, <clears throat> and Scum had zero changes. Uh, so I'm going to immediately say uh, I'm disappointed. <laughs> yeah, Scum had I, no I changes. So um, uh, I think Mando <laughs> definitely should have gone down one. Uh, Fenral should have definitely gone down one, um, and probably adjust some of the loadout points for some of the other ships. Um, but I mean, I, I guess because the um, the packs didn't really affect them. I mean, I guess they just got left out here. But uh, we'll move on over to the first order. Um, First order, the first thing I see here that hit me right in the face, uh, Commander Malaris having their her her loadout uh, lowered down to four points. Uh, that's pretty big. Really? I didn't think that was this, what, one point change? Yeah, because now you can't do like a pattern analyzer or you can't do concussions anymore. Um, sure, you could do uh, like a cluster missile if you really want to with Malaris. Um, and you do have two upgrade slots with Malaris now. So you could do like Proud Tradition and Fanatical if you wanted to. Um, but this really limits her ability to be effective with uh, with ordinance. I mean, other than cluster missiles. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. <clears throat> Personally, I don't think it's that big a deal. I guess losing the losing the ability to have your um, fanatical could be potentially dangerous, but again, yeah. you're they didn't change her 
So really, I don't know. I don't because I don't see any loadout change. Um, I don't know. To me, it's not as big of a deal. I actually probably with some of the other changes that they made, they probably could have just left her alone, honestly. Um, because yeah. are you going to tell me you're going to take a scorch or a static over Malaris and an I five? No, probably, probably not. At all. not. You're, no. you're going to go. I guess cluster missiles, and I'll be honest, I ran cluster missiles on her over the the concussion missiles anyway, personally, but that's just me. Um, yeah, exactly, and it, it's not that big of a difference, but still, I mean, uh, not being able to have that range three uh, concussion missile uh, does, does hurt her ability a little bit, but... I mean, you just adjust, right? It's up to the player to adjust your your tactics according to like what you have available. So yeah, yeah, you're absolutely you're absolutely right for that. Yeah. Um, now, go ahead. I was gonna say so. Um, so nothing else really for the first order in terms of like any changes uh, for um, for like points and stuff. Uh, we do have a little bit of a change for the 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 FO bombers, and it's mainly because, and we'll get to that in a little bit, is that there are changes to the cost of the mines and the electro chaff missile. But we'll we'll probably touch that a little bit more once we get to those upgrade points. Uh, but other than that, um, Dread, Dread and Grudge probably the most popular of the two still remain at four points with their loadout values at twelve and fifteen points. Yep, uh, and so no breach didn't change. So like you. Yep can spend a little bit more money and run breach, which probably would make your opponent feel better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, so going on to the resistance, we see that the resistance wide wings got the, uh, the point adjustment hammer here a little bit. So no longer three points, which I guess is fair. Um, they did get, uh, an overall, uh, change probably about like one or two points across the board for most of the loadout values. And the biggest thing here is, um, is one of the titles, which we don't see on here right now, but we'll, we'll come up to it. Wartime loadout coming down to five points. Um, that's definitely something that's really tempting now on these Y-Wings, um, even if they're not three points anymore, having the ability to have two extra shields on those Y-Wings and get essentially like a passive crack shot on the, um, on their, their chassis ability, uh, with ordinance. I mean, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. And I think, um, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm not in agreement that all of them should have gone to four points, but yeah. I already stated that I, I, I felt getting a few of them, especially your higher initiative ones up there yeah. was uh, things. But, but again, here now we now with wartime loadout going down to five points, maybe the problem becomes if you do that right and you leave a few of them at three points, they just become auto includes, which is like AMG's like favorite thing that they hate. So, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> and especially when you have uh, three point coordinators that, that exist now with the resistance in, uh, in like, uh, R1J5, you know, buckets uh, that can uh, hold on to C3PO or uh, Rose with C3PO. Those are very good at coordinating ships that can easily get those mods over to those Y wings, and then they can spend their action to uh, either boost into position uh, or uh, get a lock and uh, and launch those ordnance pretty easily. Yeah, what I was really hoping is that like Akbar would have stayed at three points. Like I like playing Akbar personally, so yeah. <laughs> um, that would have been fun to play Akbar at three points still, but that's fine. I understand the logic in it. The one noticeable thing here is nobody touched Finn. So I, I guess Corey, you were right. I don't remember what I bet Corey, but 
Fucking and no, the nobody other, touched Finn. The other part that feels so sad for Navi is that the these A wings, man, they still in purgatory, man. They're still like it, no points adjustments for any of these. They're still at four and five points, and honestly, with their low loadout values and not being able to equip really good ordnance and upgrades to help balance their offensive potential, um, it, it just feels tough to really justify taking an a-wing over a y-wing that can take proton torpedoes and still have mods for like other stuff and have and you can fit more of them over an a-wing like it's it's really really tough to justify taking an a-wing for resistance right now yeah yeah which is really sad i mean yeah Ooh, Lulu and ZZ have 15 loadout points but what does it matter <laughs> like it still dies right away none of them yeah. are ahsoka like I think like Ahsoka to me, Ahsoka was one of the more fairly balanced A wings at five points. You know? Yeah. Um, but this is all the issue we have with not having half points. Um, you know, or like like three and a half points or whatever. You know, like we don't have any of that stuff. Um, we don't have a big enough point pool to allow there to be versatility in in this. Which is why they went from like the one hundred point system, you know, to the two hundred point system back in the day. Maybe at some point we'll get a 40 point system. I don't know. But I, I, I will say that, you know, like there is definitely like Merle could have easily gone on to three points. Greer yeah. could have gone down to three points. Um, like just those. Okay. Stefan, no, Stefan's yeah, exactly. ability is shit. Like exactly, you can make yeah. him three points. <laughs> Yeah, and, and the other side, too, to balance it out is that if you're making three points, then you also take away some of the loadout value, so that way they can equip, like, optics, which is a, uh, something that's pretty much stable on these A-wings. Um, that prevents them from always um, basically having a high probability of always rolling two hits. Uh, that's something that you could do to make these A-wings three points and, and still be a viable option for the resistance. Uh, but uh, who knows? Maybe next points update, we might get some love for them. Maybe. And we didn't see X-Wings go down in points here. Mm -hmm. uh, so let's keep moving on, I guess. Uh, now on to the Republic here. Man, uh, these Siege of Coruscant uh, pilots just wow. Uh, right off the bat, Jank and Wolf in the Arc 170 at four points. Four points! Which means that you can fit both of them and still have room for three other four-pointers um, or even a lat and somebody cheap with like V-Wing or something like that and still have so much holes to chew through for the Republic. It is so good having a four-point arc 170 uh, for the Republic right now. Yeah. So, and again, I don't remember their loadout yet, so you will have to come back to what their loadout actually is. Yeah. Um, but I do agree giving us two of these, I think two is aggressive. I think one would have been fine, especially because one of them's wolf. Um, so I don't know. That seems pretty good to have a four point wolf. Again, I don't know what his ability is. If it's any different from the standardized wolf, it probably is, but I don't know. Yeah, like, take a look, see if we have any, uh, any snippets of it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, I just think that, you know, just e even if you disregard the ability, right, you think about how much hull and shields that they have, they're nine, uh, nine apiece, you know, six hull, three shields apiece. That is a lot of health to chew through. Um, and just being able to include that in the list, um, especially at their initiatives, uh, I mean, Wolf is a four uh, and Jag at a three. 
Um, you're able to occupy a lot of space in Assault of the Satellite Array. Uh, you're able to get some blocks in and um, and some passive abilities with the rerolls uh, through Wolf. Um, you have a higher chance of like doling out those crits if you need to. It's, I mean, it's just, it's a lot. It's definitely a lot that you can do with those ships. Yeah, and the one thing we didn't see change is any torrents. No torrents. Yeah, I know. I'm actually uh -huh. really surprised that the torrents still came in at three points um, for the new ones that are coming in for this pack here. Um, definitely seeing Anakin Skywalker, though, um, in the Ada coming in at five points. Yes, he's more of an Ion build. Um, and Obi-Wan Kenobi at four points in an Ada, as well as Shakti. Yeah, I, I mean, that is huge. <laughs> Not to mention that Shakti actually buffs uh the um the oddball jag and wolf in the arc 170 with her ability since they have the born for this ability which they can actually share uh focus and evades uh kind of like the droids do is obi's ability the same in the ada as it is in the regular one where you yes, can share will you he spend the force you know, he, he's like the Ada Anakin, or uh, the Ada Obi, where if uh, Anakin or himself are within range, you can get a, a spend a horse for a uh, for a token. <laughs> yeah. um, so these, I, again, they're still Adas, though, man. Um, I will say Obi at four points seems pretty, pretty, pretty good. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I'd have to put them on the table, though, to know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, if anything else, an I-5 Ada um, being able to get in there and, uh, and probably initially kill some ships at four points, I mean, that's that's really good. That's really, really good. Yeah. So the biggest change is Hawk lost eight loadout points. <laughs> eight loadout points for Hawk. Just just gone. Just see ya. And then Hound, they said, nope, you could be six points. And it's like, oh, um... <laughs> and Hound lost two loadout points on top yeah. of that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they they definitely brought the uh, the hammer onto the lats here. Don't get me wrong. Hawk at five points and only with 12 loadout value is still really, really good. I mean, you can still put in Yoda uh, to help uh, boost your, your Jedis uh, with force. Um, that is still a valuable uh, asset there. You still got Obi-Wan Kenobi at 11 points to help out your other ships with focus. Um, there's still other options in the crew slots for the Hawks. They're not going to be as effective as they were. I mean, C-3PO is still six points um, to help boost your the defensiveness of the Hawk. Um, you're not going to get the crazy effective combos that you could with the Lats, but they're still providing you rerolls for your ships. Um, they can still, uh, if you decide to load them out offensively, they still got slots for them to like equip barrage rockets plus a crew. Um, they They still have a lot of options there. Uh, to to be an effective part for your uh, for your list. Yeah, but you can, Hound can no longer take barrage rocket Ayla ever. Yeah, like that's not a thing anymore. So which is fine. I'm okay with that, honestly. <laughs> um, and technically with Hawk, you could still take you could still take Seventh Fleet Agile Gunner and dedicated. Yes. So, which is still a very effective build, you know, for what it does. Yeah, absolutely. No, how right. it means pre gets to use its ability more. Lou, that is 100% true because you know how many times, uh, if you don't pay attention to pre Vizsla, you, you play it wrong. Um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so then the funny thing is, is with the torrents, um, 
they they left most of them at four points and then they gave us the standardized axe at four points like i don't know uh, hopefully that ship's loadout is good because so otherwise why would why he, would i run that he comes with barrage rockets and dead eye shot and then his ability is the same as uh the, the standard uh torrent where he gets to um he gets a a lock on the defender um after another friendly um Oh, actually, I'm sorry. Let me read this out. After you perform an attack, you may choose another friendly ship with the Born for this ability, basically another clone that has it, at range 0 to 2 in your side arc, and that ship gains a lock on the defender. So does, this does enable locks, um, though this is at initiative 3, so it is not the best, um, but still, barrage rockets on uh, on a uh, torrent, um, pretty good way to get, um, to get those 3 die attacks for cheap. Yeah, but is it Rock? Can he run? Um, can he run Barrage Rockets before or no? I don't believe so. Hand him double check here. No, because he only had a single missile slot. So no, he wasn't able to run Barrage Rockets before. Okay. All right. Well, I guess there you go. If you want to pay one more point, you can run a barrage rocket. Yeah, exactly. All right. Seppies are next. Um, there was not any big changes in Separatists. Um, they just essentially gave us um, the Tri Fighter like costs for Siege of Coruscant. Um, and they came in at 4, 4, and 5. So. Yeah, I'm a bit disappointed that the IST-81 um, coming in at five points. I mean, yes, he does have a really good ability, but it's still a, a tri-fighter uh, that could pop with one bad roll. Um, I, I don't know if it's worth five points, honestly. Um, it, uh, it's just, it's really tough to to really to really justify having that uh, that ship with only three hull um, to to be at that cost and and it's an initiative four on top of that so yeah that that's that's a tough sell then we have a bactoid prototype coming in at three points dbs 32c coming in at three points um that that i don't know what loadout that's gonna have um but i will say that actually immediately intrigues me and dbs 404 coming in at three points is somewhat intriguing as well um yeah, definitely. In 32C, his ability reads, after you perform a calculate action, you can spend a charge to perform a jam action. Um, at three points, that is very, very big. It also comes equipped with plasma torpedoes, um, the contingency protocol, and uh, which allows it to perform an action after another ship is destroyed. And then, um, and then of course, the, the struts. Um, that is really, really good to have a really cheap uh, jammer uh, on the separatist, and uh, and it's tanky. So it's gonna, it's definitely gonna take some effort to take down the ship. Yeah. So I'm a little excited for those. I I, I will say that I kind of want to those ones. I wish we had cards for so we could put them on the table right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. Dooku came in at six points in the Sith infiltrator. But none of the other ones. They didn't change any of the other ones. Like, 
I know. I was actually really surprised <laughs> that uh, that they didn't adjust any of the other uh, Sith infiltrators. It, they they definitely need some love. Uh, Dooku coming in at six points. Uh, it's probably a little higher than I wanted to, but he is still three force. Um, it's it's going to be a decent way to still get him on the board, but honestly, I'd, I I don't know. Um, just one point less than the regular Dooku. I mean, yeah, I guess that's a fair trade. Um, but yeah, I, I'm just wishing that at least 066 would have been looked at um, and at least brought down to to five points to make them playable. Um, but yeah, that that's about it. <laughs> like nothing else for these uh, these Sith infiltrators to make them playable or make you consider them over like a fire spray or the gauntlet even. Yeah, the, it, with the gauntlet, I'm just going to... The gauntlet is just better. This Dooku being an I-5 might actually be worth it. Um, that that might be worth it. I don't know. Um, yeah. Then we have the Holocon uh, DFS-81 uh, coming in at two points and DSF or DFS-311 coming in at three. Um, again, I don't see these as things burning the world down personally. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they're they're pretty much the same points as their counterparts. Um, no big shakeups there. Um, definitely really nice options to add into your list uh, when you're looking to fill out vultures on your list. Uh, they're definitely going to be really nice to uh, to just add those into your list there. Yeah, I think that's all of them on this stock, right? Yep. yep. And then uh, we'll go on to upgrade points, and we'll just go straight down to page number fifteen. Uh, where we have our first real uh, changes here. And the uh, the first ones that we see here are going to be the astromechs that were affected here. <laughs> so the R3 astromech going up to four points. Now, if you don't remember what that is, that is the uh, the astromech that allows you to, uh, to maintain up to two target locks and also give you that extra lock when you take the target lock action. Uh, we normally saw this pretty heavily on the Rebels, uh, meaning like the X-Wings and the Y-Wings, uh, like on Dutch, for instance, being able to take two target locks there. And also on the Jumpmaster, as well, um, being able to maintain two locks. Uh, coming in at four points, um, I still think they'll see play. I mean, it's it sucks that they, they went up one point, but I still think it's a fair cost for what it what it provides. Yeah, I To me, the R3 can go up. That's fine. The, 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 there is no big deal there. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. And then the other one that uh, actually surprised me uh, was the R4 astromech, which allows uh, the small ships that equip it to minimize the or reduce the um, the difficulty of your one and two maneuvers uh, for your ship there. Um, this is something that we see a lot on X-Wings, uh, the E-Wings, uh, Nick Sperry shout out, um, as well as um, the... Uh, the coordinating sheath of beads uh, that definitely needed that uh, that R4 Ashmex. And the resistance transport is the other one that uses it a lot, um, specifically Covenel. Um, I I think that for what that Ashmex does, it actually should be the same cost as R3 Ashmex. Um, there's no other upgrade that really affects your dial uh, as much as R4 Ashmex does. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I don't see it being a problem going up to three points. Other than the fact that on these low initiative ships where you're just trying to fill points out, it makes it harder now. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I don't personally. How about this? Personally, I don't think it was a problem and should have been touched. But that's just my opinion. I think it was fine at two. 
um, personally. But again, going up to three also doesn't um, matter. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You'll we'll still see plenty of those astromechs in play uh, for for all those ships. Definitely, without a doubt. Now, uh, going down now, uh, we're hitting now the a lot of the um, the upgrades here for like um, for the payloads and uh, those upgrades. Uh, the first one you see here, the electro chaff missile, which every, there's been a lot of talk in the community about getting this card uh, fixed. It's now up to nine points. Can you believe that five point jump? It's bullshit. But <laughs> so so here's this is where I get on my soapbox a little little bit right like i do not believe changing points solely is always the answer period it's just not and um this is this is one to me that i feel is bs now if you take the what grudges loadout is right so obviously this is a reactionary thing grudges loadout plus proxies you can no longer run proxies and electro chafe missiles on the same ship. You just can't. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. So my I problem mean, becomes you can still you could still fit this in a, a what a seismic charge on it, but yeah, you could still put because he has a fifteen, so you could still put nine the nine points, the three points. That's what twelve, and you still have three more points left over on grudge, if I remember right. Um, yeah. yeah. And so that still allows you to put skilled bombardier. Um, it allows you to put uh, another gunner if they wanted to. You could also put, um, oh, you can't put there's no more or bomblet generator, I think is, oh, you can't because that takes up two slots. Uh, so, yeah, so you're only going to be, if you want to run electro chafe, you now can no longer, you know, run any sort of mines, which, okay, like, I'm, I understand that piece of it, like not being able to take both of them. I do agree with that to some extent. I also think that you could have fixed it, like I've said a hundred times over, by not allowing the pre-system phase boost to shoot it and not allowing skill and bombardier to affect shapes. Yeah. And I think they decided, well, it's ran on too many lists because now we have fire sprays and all these other things that can take it. And Again, like I didn't like it on my Django trick shot. I ran Django trick shot. Um, I don't remember if it was you or Crispy was working with me on that. It doesn't work very well. Um, I didn't like it <laughs> as much as I like the rather my other Django. And so I really just didn't feel shafe missiles were that big of a problem other than with, you know, them being able to be taken on a bomber that can do those weird things. If you fix those other two things, and you could have probably just raised the points one or two. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and the other part of it, too, is like, you know, it, when you compare this directly to, like, the effect that it has on the game. Uh, yeah, sure, you get jams, which prevents you from taking those tokens there. If you end up overlapping it completely, you skip your perform action step. But... In both of those cases, you're not suffering damage. It's not like you're landing on a cluster mine or proximity mine, which has definitely a much more negative effect of potentially killing your ship. Um, I, I don't think electro traffic missiles, especially since it, it's a one shot, um, while it was a nuisance in the game, it definitely wasn't to the point that it needed to get a hard points 
adjustment um, that it got now. Um, there's always ways to counter play against it. I mean, having ships that can coordinate you um, to avoid um, or negate the effects of the electric draft missile, um, making sure that your dial is adjusted to anticipate the drop of those electric draft missiles. Um, those are different ways that you can mitigate the effects of that and come out as a minimal loss. And not to mention the ship that always launched it always has the potential to land on it themselves as well as a negative effect. So I, I don't feel that the electric draft missile was deserving of this big points break but again um maybe in the next points adjustment it'll come out of points purgatory and you know probably be adjusted correctly i could see it being five points and you know being okay with it but at nine points it's going to be really hard for any player to consider this over a bomb or an ordinance like a missile uh to to actually use for offensive purposes um, especially when you consider now that both cluster mines jumping to seven points and proximity mines jumping to eight points um, is going to be a harder sell now to choose the electro trap missile over a proxy mine or a cluster mine. Yeah. Nope. And then I, I don't know. I, I just, it is what it is. I guess we'll see. Um, we'll see how it affects things. I will tell you, I will, I will still tell you that if you have two bombers in a list, having one of them with chafe and the other one with the proxy mines is still going to be, you're just going to run it differently. How about that? Like crispy's original, what five ship list only changes slightly, right? You know, like yeah. you're just going to reposition your bombers slightly different and you're just going to take one chafe versus two. But I mean, you and I found out, um, seismic charge and um, chafe missiles are still pretty damn good. Like, mm -hmm. like we were playing around with that on those separatist bombers, uh, not the bombers. Um, the uh, the whatever the droid bombers are. I don't remember the name of the damn things now, but whatever they are, they could shoot a chafe missile. They used to be able to. They can't anymore. And then you know you could have a bombardment drone drop a seismic out the front, and that's you know one damage each turn. And it doesn't make it go away the first turn. Yeah, I, so I don't know. I think it's nice to see Grudge make it have to make a choice. But at the same token, I would have been okay if they just had rotted it to say, don't do these certain things. And then let's make it five points or six points. Yeah. Um. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think the proxy mine. The, okay. So can we talk about clusters for 30 seconds? Yeah. Why did they do anything to cluster mines? They don't do it. They're, they're not dedicated damage. Like I took them because they were board denial space. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. Like, There's no guaranteed damage on cluster mines. I mean, it's it's basically a more fancier um, bomblet generator, essentially. Um, the You're rolling two dice for each potential mine that you may overlap. And um, and you have a fifty percent chance of taking damage on each dice. I don't see why the cluster mines were needed to be adjusted, um, but I, I'm assuming. I guess my my only thought to this is that they probably saw some interaction with some of the new um, the newer like. Um, the new ships or pilots that came out, and they wanted to make sure that this wasn't overly abused or make those ships last a little bit longer um, when they were facing mines and proximity mines um, and probably just wanted to adjust it for that. 
Uh, that's the only reasoning I could see AMG like making the change for cluster mines in addition to proximity mines for that. Uh, but beyond that, I mean, I, honestly, cluster mines was not a problem. I mean, most people were considering just taking uh, proton bombs if they didn't have the points and invest that extra point somewhere else. Or if they had the, the spot, you would just go to proximity mines because there's just one point more and you had that guaranteed damage at proximity mines. Uh, but yeah, I, I guess... I guess it just needed to get that adjustment. Yeah. And, and same thing with the proxy mines, like moving them to eight. I don't know. I, I don't see that as a lot. Like, I don't know. I get it, I guess, because proxy mines can be a negative play experience. Bombs are less of a negative play experience. Um, yeah, because you always have that chance. But even then, I mean. But it's still a chance. Yeah. It's only one damage. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Grudge, Grudge was the the one that made it worse, and it's one effing ship, right? They AMG and FFG have a ship called Grudge that makes you re-roll your dice. Other than that, none of the other damn ships make you re-roll them, right? Like, there's nothing else yeah. out there. It's just that ship. Yeah, I mean, and you still have thermal detonators, which you know you have to roll dice on, and you can still use that ability to re-roll those dice on uh, on those bombs. I mean, there's still use for that. Uh, for that that particular ship in the first order um but beyond that i mean yeah i mean there there really wasn't much abuse anywhere else in, in any other factions for that i mean iman is aiming and, and the scum probably being the exception there but that's about it yeah so let's let's do let's talk about a few things in the chat and then and then we're going to go over to the winner losers of of these point updates right mm -hmm. um so in the chat it you know we already talked about the seismic skilled so yep, that makes sense right um boba is a loser for chaff i agree with that one um because that does harm Bar Bo our boba build just disappeared and boba didn't really need that's not going to bring boba's power down the way um will points out that shafe giving stress out is why they're having the issue of it with it I don't know 100%. I don't know. Um, Cause that kind of goes back to like a proxy mine. Like if you get behind something and it drops a proxy mine and again, we're not going to talk about grudge. Let's just talk about like a bomber and like, you know, we've seen some of those Republic. I mean, didn't Catherine run Republic Y wings yesterday with proxies on them, you know, um, not no more, but she did. <laughs> so there is a, uh, you know, like if you know a bomb's coming, you can't always get out of it. But that's the same thing with a mine, right? So the mine you can't always get out of. If you know a shafe cloud is coming, you can't always get out of the stress. Maybe the stress. The problem is, is the stress is not a guaranteed, is it? Don't you roll for the stress, right? Yeah. Um. I don't know. And if you know a shafe is coming, do you just not do a red maneuver? I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just being too much like D. When I say no, it, it, it's really situational, right? Because it just really depends on the positioning for your ship, where the obstacles are, and where your friendly ships are, right? Because if you if you know the chaff is coming, right, and you manage to get through it, you have the potential of not getting that stress, right? It's 50-50. And if you're if you haven't bumped anybody, um, namely like one of your own friendlies, you always have the option of taking that red focus or just maneuvering away. Uh, oh, sorry, not the red focus. Sorry. Um, just 
maneuver away or into a better spot uh, so that way you can potentially avoid getting shot or get into a better shot especially if you have passive abilities like predator or something like that that can affect um your the outcome of your dice so um and if you don't have that availability to you you know if you have a, a support ship in a coordinator that can help you reposition or give you a, a throwaway token right like giving you an evade token so that way that gets jammed off and that way you can still take a red focus or regular focus or just you know completely barrel out of the way of the of the chaff you know you have those options available to you um i, I think the biggest thing that they help stop uh, was the Alpha Strikes, uh, particularly on the Rebel side, right? Because the Rebels always had those high initiative ships that were able to get into position and get those target locks off on the lower initiative ships and being able to launch that that uh, that volley of proton torpedoes to those ships. Chaff, when they came in, basically helped mitigate that um, that list, um, that potential, because you always uh, you always force them to take that jam um, or break their locks if they happen to fall on the chaff directly, uh, which help protect your ships and give you a fighting chance against that particular archetype. With the with the chaff cloud gone, I, I dare say that we're going to see a lot more ion being more prevalent now in the meta, um, mainly because if your ship does get ioned, that ship breaks their lock. They can't use their target lock on the ship uh, to to use proton <clears throat> torpedoes. Um, I think that's going to be uh, what's going to replace chaff um, going forward now, machine um, a lot more ion weaponry. So now, so all right. So we're gonna. I guess we're gonna stick with the shave cloud and the the stress thing. So. So Will makes another point and says, hey, it's because it's affecting your dial because you can't take those actions. Therefore, you wouldn't do that because of that. So I agree a little bit with that. And I understand like that is that does become a problem, but isn't like a proximity mind throwing droid the same thing? You know, like yeah. like you're taking away agency because I'm going to put this proxy mind in front of myself. While I'm sitting on a rock, and as long as you don't, I mean, I guess if you ionize me, I'm taking my own proxy mine, but yeah. you know, as long as you don't ionize me, I'm not taking that proxy mine. Um, I mean, that takes away some of that agency, too, and I think, what about all these jam, you know, we have these jam ships, the uh, whispers, those, we know as soon as they get close to you, they get an action and a jam. Doesn't yeah. that kind of take away your 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 zone? And, and, and it, so is the shape really just because you can throw it in front of you so far? Is that really the bigger issue is because the chafe is tossed in front of you and it's like a trajectory simulator. Um, is that really why where people are looking at it like that? <clears throat> yeah, I, I mean, I, I get Will's point that, you know, uh, losing actions and options on your dial is is a bit much when it's limiting what you can do. However, if you're, it's really depending on the ship, right? Um, if you take a look at, let's say the Empire, for instance, right? The majority of those ships there have three hull. Um, a single uh, proximity mine can easily destroy uh, one of those ships, right? Um, because uh, just on, on dice alone, you have a 50% chance of rolling those two either hits or crits on those dice to completely finish off that three agility ship. So it is that ship's prerogative to try to avoid being hit by those mines in the first place. Whereas if they're going through a chaff cloud, um, sure, they're losing their token, like a focus or an evade token to keep um, to have that modification there. But they still have a chance uh, with their dice to avoid uh, damage on incoming fire. Um, it's not 
that big of a difference in terms of you know having that token or not but um at least you're not taking automatic damage which is a precious resource on those low um on those low health ships versus let's say like an x-wing which has two shields and four hole um you know you you can eat a mine and still stay alive regardless of the result of what you roll um and the loss of the action isn't as bad um so he, I, I think it's just objective to what kind of ship you're flying and what's going through it yeah, and I think one of the things, and again, I think one of the big things with the shape is, to me, the stress isn't as big of a deal. I, I guess it is. I guess it is because it's a fifty-fifty. You're going to get stressed, right? Yeah. yeah. But like, the bigger thing for me was that you land on a shape cloud and can't take an action. But like, you can do other. Th that that's where it pissed me off more, right? Like, so if you, I think that piece should have been changed over getting rid of the stress. But I guess maybe if you take the stress and say. We're going to give you a strain instead. Is that just as bad? I, I don't know. And and, and, and again, we go back to, to to maybe maybe they make it like a discord missile where it can be blown up or something. I don't know. Um, I don't know, because discord missiles are effective in reducing your shot. Those can shoot three straights. You know, like they're not quite as bad, but I can tell you I get 90 percent of my discords off except for when I had to play Ryan, I got 90% of my discords <laughs> off other than that. Um, and, you know, so I don't, I don't know because that takes away a person's agency too, but I guess at least they get the choice. Do I want to crit or do I just want to, you know, shoot it? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Totally agree. So, no, um, and, 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 and Matt, we agree with you on on the skilled bombardiers, like the skill fombers. Like we actually agree with you on like yeah. that was our original thing is let's get rid of skilled, let's get rid of the reposition for shafe missiles. Um, and then they should go up in price a little bit. That's my bigger thing with that. That's what I would have rather seen than them go up to nine points. The nine points, I don't know. I mean, you yeah, can still take shafe cloud. It could have been both, right? Given up a lot. You could have slightly adjusted the chaff to go to either five or six points and then adjusted scale bombardier to go up to four to five points as well right if not outright you know just ban it just depending on how you feel um i think that that would have been the more correct balance in that point and and you still have the availability to still use that upgrade as an option and um you know instead of like using a bomb you can still use that chaff um you're you're not doing automatic damage with the bombs uh that uh that you would with i'm sorry you're not like guaranteeing that damage um but you still have the the potential to at least help your ships be a little more defensive um in that aspect and, and making sure that that ship survives because you're getting you're less likely to take damage from a ship that has been jammed and that had that action um or that token uh whereas bomb is just purely offensive so Fair enough. Fair enough. Yep. So those are really the the bigger. Hey, my picture decides it's going to disappear. Um, those are really <laughs> the bigger points changes that we've we've had. Um. Yeah. For this, we will we will be covering more on Sunday, um, and we'll probably be doing some list building on Sunday because I believe that YASB is up to date now. Um. So originally on last Sunday, I said, hey, if you want to build me a CIS list to 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 play with the new points to submit them. But can I I, I don't I guess I shouldn't say this. I, Andrew Oler doesn't watch our show, but like, <laughs> I mean, like, 
we the, the separatists didn't have any big points changes so like i mean yes proxies going up and notorious going up um did we cover notorious or did we miss yeah we, notorious went up to five points um but that was probably the only thing although i will say as a caveat that um i'm kind of surprised that trick shot didn't go up in points as well um that is something that probably should have been adjusted uh to help reduce the effectiveness of the ships that can take both shadow shot and trick shot shadow shot also another upgrade that probably should have went up in points as well um just being able to add results to your to your dice um is very very strong um especially now uh when you have uh, uh chaff missiles that are probably not going to see very much play now because of their cost um but we're, we're definitely going to see a lot more of that now going forward yeah so with notorious going up to five which i think is fair i think five is pretty aggressive still i think we could have seen a four point notorious but at the same token everybody was taking notorious so um now now you really want it you have to really want notorious but if you think about it and this is where it, it, because notorious has the restriction of the illicit slot you're spending seven points minimum on Notorious. And if you want a really good um, thing, you're spending eight points on Notorious. Um, yeah, exactly. So I, I don't, I guess I don't have a problem with it. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't have a problem with that. I guess it, it is what it is. So um, with it going up, we'll see less prevalence. I will be happy to say I don't have to take a million strains with me everywhere I effing go now. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, though I do have yeah. the double sided deplete strain, but I'll tell you, you know, what's a pain in the ass about that? If I accidentally put the deplete on the wrong side and then forget, and then you you're, forget. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, Oh, wasn't that supposed to be a strain, especially with jingoist? Yeah, that yeah. used to happen to me all the time. Like, Oh, I forgot what I did. I do, oh man, yeah. Um, I don't know. So, I still think Notorious is going to see play. I don't think we're going to not see play. I think it'll see more play in scum probably than we will see it in, um, separatist um i really you know like i'm i will tell you my django build the the only difference is i'm losing notorious that's that's literally the only difference in my django build and george's django build with palpatine the only difference is he loses notorious that's it <laughs> like like and yeah. that's probably fine if we think about it it's probably fine django didn't need any more help than he already had so um yeah I i'm mean, not saddened by that yeah, you could put Predator or Treacherous, and you're you're fine. You're absolutely fine. Well, you lose the two points because proxies went up by two points, man. That's why. Oh, so yeah, you you true. you're that's losing true. those two points. Yeah, yeah, notorious for proxy. That's fine. I'm okay yeah. with that. Or even this? just go to, to thermal detonators, which are still five points. You could do that and keep. Yeah, yeah. you could also like <laughs> if if they had not up proxies and just left them there, I would immediately be taking Treacherous all day long. So like that would just. <laughs> Especially with yeah. tie swarms nowadays, you know, like, and, you know, I guess we're not going to see Y wing swarms, you know, like at all anymore. But like with the number of ships that were on the table outside of Rebel, when people are putting five or six ship lists, Notorious on Jane or Treacherous on Tango, J Django is one of the better calls. Again, it's just hard to give up Notorious. Like, I mean, that's Notorious was just too cheap at two points. Like, Oops. It really was. It really uh, was. <laughs> um, yeah. So, like, I don't know. Notorious is bad on I six. Yeah, you're probably right, Greg. Yep, I probably should have been running treacherous that whole time. Um, yeah. So that I will say that is a little sad with the proxies going up. I can't. I no longer can run. Um, I can't put treacherous back on um, him unless I drop 
proxies down to either thermals or something else. Um, which I don't know. Like I'm not super opposed to having Django with thermals um, or Django with um, a blazer bomb. Like that's kind of like intriguing to me now. Like how yeah. many times am I getting both of my proxies off on Django every game? It's it's a, it's a low probability. Usually I get one. Most people either try to eliminate Django before he can drop them. Um, and some of me wonders if that blazer bomb is now going to have a little bit more of an effect because that blazer bomb is like two bombs in one, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and if you manage to finagle your points a bit, you can actually use trick shot on top of that too, because that, uh, that blazing is an obstacle. Yeah. So, uh, maybe I'm going to try that. I got to probably yeah. remember how it works. So that, that way, when I use it, like I know what it does. Um, I don't know. So I, I, some of me wonders like and now we're going to talk a little bit about winners, losers of this. So obviously Crispy's FO list is the loser. Um, but I don't think I'm sad to see that list go personally. I was okay. sick of seeing the, that as the only FO list that people are running. Um, if you think about it, the quick draw list that we've been seeing, they're going to become a little bit more prominent now because not, people are, can move away from those bombers and still be successful in FO. Um, yeah. So absolutely. I'm not hundred percent sad by it other than now there's going to be a variability that we're going to have to relearn um, when playing against uh, first order. Um, so there's that, I think on my world, like that to me, that was a big winner. Um, to me, the loser is still shape missile. I don't, I don't care what anyone says. I don't, I don't, I didn't want to see that yeah. eliminated immediately. Um, but I think in terms of, I think rebels get a power increase, a slight power yes. increase. Um, and I'll be interested to see how well that Han does personally. Oh yeah. I definitely want to see what Nick Sperry comes up with, with the, uh, with the new Han and see how, uh, how effective he is with that. Yeah. Because that going down a whole point allows you to put something else in that list or take one of those other ships and break yeah. it apart. So, I mean, heck if you still keep the, the Luke wedge, uh, and Han, right from the battle of yavin pack alone um that's that's you get two, two extra points, points extra points that you can put in there uh i mean that i mean you, you can try finagling some of the points around or just sacrificing luke for something else uh probably another five pointer and then have space for another three pointer like an a-wing to help out uh like derek with his uh target lock stress and shenanigans uh that's seems pretty good so so i know what he was going to change but i can't reveal it so like i know what the, if, uh, okay. if, if the points came in a certain way we i know where he was going with it and i'm not going to reveal it so tender gods tender gods yes Absolutely. there was already a we've already had a discussion in our group about what he's going to do if if he was more worried about luke getting screwed over i told him i didn't think yeah. that was a thing but i mean i yeah, i no, was I think they've gotten stronger if anything i mean vader and luke have gotten stronger yeah and I think we're going to, we're definitely going to see more Vader, um, you know, so, but I think rebel alphas are probably the biggest thing. And I, I I'm going to say it scum is the biggest loser. That faction should have been touched a little bit um, and given some love. I don't care what anyone says that, that to me, yeah. to me, uh, scum shouldn't be, we only run big ships. Um, I agree. And, but I think that they're going to have to give a little bit more makeover to scum if they want to fix things like so you don't run just the big ships um you know 
again, I'm not in agreement that we move Bando to six points, but that's fine. If they move Bando to six points and start shifting some loadouts around, um, yeah, I would have seen okay that. Th- then, then I think we see a little bit of a change um, in there. They could use a different two point ship um, as well, like we'd already kind of talked about. But I think Scum got screwed out of this, out of this one. Yeah, same thing with the Fang Fighters. I think that overall, they still haven't gotten any benefits at all from from this. Um, they're still very lackluster in the current meta right now uh, with range general attacks. Um, and just having four hole, it's very difficult to fly a Fang Fighter, um, even if you're Fen Rao, especially if you're Fang Rao. Um, so just not seeing any love giving out to the Fang Fighters, it makes me a little bit sad. Uh, but uh, But yeah. All right. Anything else? Uh, the other thing is uh, the the Republic. I mean, having those uh, those cheap ships come in, uh, specifically the Arc 170s coming in to help bolster those forces and the cheap Ada fighters. Uh, we're we're definitely going to see a lot more meta without the lats to back up the uh, the the. The Republic, and we're definitely going to see a lot more beef coming out of that faction. Uh, it's going to be a very interesting meta shift for that faction. Yeah, and I think I'm okay with that. Like, I think I think it's time yeah. we see. Like, it's sad because the lats are so iconic. Yeah. But I think it's time that you know. I think again, the lats being able to do it twice in a round, plus getting their thing back, their charge back, and not having really any consequences from it, um, plus all the health. I just I think that again, they could just have been designed a little bit better, and we probably yeah. wouldn't be in the same you know boat. But yeah, you can't have two Jedis throwing four dice, you know, every round and get re-rolls out of it. You know, you just, you just can't, you can't give another ship a, like an invisible ship. I don't know. So I think it, I think the lat could just have been changed and the points could have been fine, but I still think Hawkwit 12 points is going to be a go-to. Um, that I four is so good. Um, yeah, definitely. I know. I could definitely see uh, Duncan Howard being happy with uh, new options here for uh, for those uh, Republic cases. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, stop it, stop it. Hawk and two eight po- and two four point arcs and Anakin. Yeah, um, yuck. Yeah, but that's yeah. it'll be. It's going to be a thing. I mean, and, and you know what the funny thing is, Sean from our locals was was messing around with um, arcs and Hawk um, before the points changed. So. Depending on what these standard loadout hawks have on them, I'm pretty sure uh, I'm pretty sure he's going to be pretty excited because his hawk, he liked his missile hawk, but I mean now this just becomes a more defensive hawk, and you you could even forego the the um, seven fleet gunner. You could just forego that, like you could yeah. just say we're not like you could make that lat be a little bit more productive and like. I mean, just putting being able to put Satine on there. You have Satine plus two other points. I don't know. That seems pretty good to me too. Would have yeah. been nice if they had three points though, right? Because then Hawk could have taken Agile Gunner and Satine, and I don't think that's broken at all. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, yeah. Agile Barrage Rockets. Yeah, yep. Dedicated Agile and Barrage Rockets. I can see that. That's pretty good. Yeah. The- yeah, do you even need Agile at that point, though? Do you even need it? <laughs> like, do you even need it? <laughs> hey, Agile is just the filler, man. I mean, yeah, yeah you're, you're okay without it, with or without it. Yeah, absolutely. So, 
Well, all right. Well, thank you all for joining us in the middle of uh, workday. Um, we had to, we had to kill some time for JJ because he has nothing to do with his new job. So somebody clip <laughs> that, send it to his employer. Yeah, I actually got to jump into a meeting right now, but uh, but yeah. <laughs> but anyway, thank you all for joining us. We will be back on Sunday. If you have lists, we have in our Discord um, a list submissions tab. You're welcome to submit any lists. Um, now you don't need to submit separatists because I already know what I'm running um for sunday against andrew oler but you're welcome to submit other lists um that we can uh you know we can we can cover and and dissect and things like that um and jj this weekend will try to dig up all those cards for all every 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 one of the informations we have for all the other cards um and we'll put those together in a doc and try to have that so we can display that this week so yeah absolutely all right. Well, cool. Thank you all for joining us again. Oh, we'll be back. There you go. We'll be back tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern if you would like to uh, come watch um, Nickel City. And it is Nick Sperry playing um, from the Tinder Gods tonight. So if you would like oh, to yeah. see Nick Sperry hopefully win um, or at least give us a good game to play, join us tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Have a good night, and we'll talk to you later.